spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Ah, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, title sponsor of Ken LaVica Live. We thank Dr. Jim Reardon and all the fine folks there at the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. If you miss any of our show, don't worry. We got you taken care of. Just minutes, I mean mere moments after we wrap up at 1 o'clock every day here on ESPN 106.3. We podcast it. Ken LaVica Live podcast. Get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. Make this one of your favorite podcasts. In fact, subscribe, rate it, and listen to it in full. Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel, wherever you get your podcast. When it comes to sports, are you more into the stars or your team? Because, uh, and again, uh, the, the biggest sports news of the day is coming out of Europe. Not out of the United States, nothing to do with the NFL draft, nothing. Not baseball, not the fact that there is a game going on right now at Fenway Park. It is that Europe is going to create a Super League. With names like Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspur, AC Milan, Barcelona, Juventus, Real Madrid, where all the stars are. They're taking their stars, they're going to do their own thing, make their own money, no one else is allowed. The basic question, are you into the stars or into the teams? Because European soccer is basically deciding that they think that fans will gravitate to the stars over team allegiance 888-760-3776-888-760 ESPN let's go back out to the phones let's head to Jupiter that's where we find Brian Brian you're on ESPN 106.3 yeah my, my thing is I, I I'd rather watch the team than the the stars yeah stars don't you know big deal you know if my team you know the Dolphins are winning it don't matter who's playing, whether it was Fitzpatrick or Tua. You know, a win is a win, and you know that's all that really mattered to me. Yeah, for you, but, uh, it, you like know, the 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 head to head. You know, you'll have NBC. It'll be like uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. For you, like your Sunday's contingent upon what the Dolphins as a team do. Right. I mean, and to me, you know, a lot of it. It's kind of like NASCAR now with they when they did the the charters. Yeah. I mean. You, you're never, you know, yeah, he's got the Earnhardt name, but you're never going to see Jeffrey Earnhardt win unless it's a fluke race. You know, it's uh, Talladega or Daytona, and the big one happens in front of him on the last lap. I mean, you know, my, my problem is it's the same 10, 10 drivers every week in the top 10. Yeah. You know, you might see one trickle in here and there. You know, and that's how this league's going to be. It's going to—it's the same teams over right. and over. And I know and that, and I know that the the, the common response is always going to be, "Well, a salary cap. Well, you need a salary cap. You need a salary cap." But that's happened. Salary caps do exist, and it, it really hasn't helped really any of the leagues to a great vast extent continue to to compete any better or give them a chance to compete any better. And appreciate the call, Brian. The, the salary cap still doesn't give incentive to spend the money to acquire the talent to actually win. Because at the end of the year, if you suck again, it's okay. You can put together a whole other season ticket campaign around your number one pick or your number two pick or your number three pick. That's all that has to happen. 
That that's how professional sports works, and it, it always ends up screwing the fan because they're trying to take your money to come back to a product that never changes, an ownership management style that never changes, and you have absolutely no say in it. And that's frustrating, and that is why what we're going to see, the ramifications from America going over American influence into European sports and into soccer, the most popular sport on the planet, it's going to be fascinating to see because this is going to be discussed and poured over for decades to come. It is changing the face of something that worked, and now... Because we are going to go in with our style of how American sports works. It is going to spoil it. Or it's going to become very popular in America and may actually make soccer good in America. Why would, why would anything because that people, happens in Europe, why would the MLS succeed because of what's happening with this Super League in Europe? Because people are actually going to care about the 10 good teams and not care about the team that's having car washes to run their team like you were telling me about earlier. They'll care about the Real Madrids. They'll care about the super teams, right? They'll be they already do, though. They already do, though. They don't. Yes, they, they don't. Do. You and your little friends on Twitter, the same three people who tweet back and forth to each other about soccer at Saturday at 7 a.m. care. The rest of America doesn't. Maybe if there's one good league we can follow instead of 37 leagues of okay. terrible teams, then maybe, maybe now we'll get interested and then kids may stick with soccer. We and then maybe it'll get to the point where soccer isn't just a rich kid sport where it's all travel because everyone wants to well, play. Well, it is a rich kid sport. You're right. And that's a major reason why nationally we have not been able to sustain any sort of success with the U.S. national team. However, you are talking about how nobody cares about soccer and any league in particular. You're in a top 10 market, TV market in the country, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, year after year after year after year with the English Premier League. So learn a little bit more about the market that you work in, that you do a daily radio yeah. show in before you how, start spouting how, off about what you don't how know often about do people soccer. Talk about, how often do people talk about soccer around here? Because no one has the guts to talk about the it guts? on Jay Park no Radio. No one cares. No one cares. All right, here's my play. 7 a.m. Hey, if you're interested in soccer, go to at KLV 106.3, 7 to 10, okay. Saturday mornings hey, on I, Twitter. I know in football it's all, about yelling, it's all about yelling the loudest and trying to make That's yourself right. the most the, 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 the loudest possible person to gain some sort of influence and some sort of uh, uh, grandeur on the football field. But hold on one second, because here nobody nobody has the guts to talk about soccer at all, period, and we're going to do it here. We're going to do it. When what? the summer comes and Euros come and the World Cup qualifying comes, we're talking about it on the show. We're going to do it. And you can be along for the ride or you don't have to. It's up to you. So when the big tournaments come and the big teams play, then we'll pay attention to it. So it's almost like they form, we'll form a Super League and we'll pay attention. Oh, wait a minute. It's a Super League. What the are you big talking teams. about? Do you know what Euros you just, are? Do you know you just talked about all the big-time soccer this summer coming up. Oh, I'm the big-time soccer. I'm going to swear or, on the air. Or all year round, the boring little teams – in towns no one's heard of, no one cares about them. Asshat, listen to me. We're talking about national teams. That has do nothing to, to do with that? the Super League. Do I have to get rid of that? No, word? it's fine. You are absolutely driving me crazy. I'm sorry that you like you are things so that are important. You are so hard-headed. You're so hard-headed. First of all, who played on a travel soccer team growing up? This guy. Okay, great. Did you? Yes. I mean, where did you think you were going to go with that? I don't know. I was trying to show my soccer <laughs> acumen. Just, you just took a shot in the dark. Yeah. And it, it failed out there. miserably. Oh, I, listen. What year? Wait, wait, how good was your team? The Huntington Hurricanes? They were pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> let me tell you. We weren't very good, actually. I was we, would not have been invited, we would not have been invited to the, uh, the Junior League uh, Super League. I wasn't invited back after year <laughs> one. <laughs>
Oh, man. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Uh, I do have a very important thing that we need to cover because yesterday... Uh, American Airlines Arena, Bam Adebayo single-handedly put the Jimmy Butlerless heat on his shoulders and said, follow me to glory. He not only shut down Kyrie Irving on the Nets' final three possessions one-on-one because he's the single most elite big man defender in the NBA, the single most elite big man two-way player in the NBA, but then just for good measure, he did this to beat Brooklyn at the American Airlines Arena. Bam, facing up, going to run it down, he goes with it, Adebayo for the win! Bam Adebayo beating the Nets at the buzzer and the Heat after losing to the worst team in the NBA just two nights prior come back and beat Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets, a game in which Kevin Durant got hurt in the first quarter and it did not return. But what a pick-me-up win that is. I mean, that is absolutely massive because that road trip was really, really miserable. The Heat were completely unwatchable uh, and now sit seven in the East. If the playoffs were to start today, they'd be in that play-in tournament uh, to get into the top eight. Then there's the Knicks, and the Knicks have won six in a row, and I've seen you on Twitter, at RealCoachK, starting to tweet about the Knicks, which suggests to me that there is now genuine belief amongst Knicks fans that this is a real deal team. Well, they have the best two-way big man in the league in Julius Randle. Julius Randle is is not... He, he, defensively, he cannot play at the perimeter like Bam Adebayo This does. year, he's good... In all, like I've never seen him play he like this before. Def- he's not lazy. He's athletic okay. now. Good. He's in shape, and he does play defense at the perimeter. He plays everywhere. He, he does everything. He does not play the defense at the perimeter nearly as proficiently as Bam Adebayo does. Is he having a great year, an all-star year, a breakout year? Absolutely, one hundred percent. He is. He is no more to me. He's no more an MVP than Bam is. The reason that you have him in that conversation is because it's the Knicks. And anytime the Knicks do anything close to competent, all of a sudden it turns into a championship parade down Broadway. It is the most annoying thing imaginable. But when you're that good, people want to be a part of it, Ken. What? When you're that good, like Julius Randle, people want to be a part of it, and it becomes a big deal. Star power. Got you. So right now the Knicks, six in the East. The Heat. Seven in the East. The Knicks have won six in a row. The Heat just bounced back from losing to the T-Wolves without Jimmy Butler beating the Brooklyn Nets. Pound for pound favorite in the Eastern Conference. Who is better equipped? Who can make a deeper Eastern Conference playoff run? The Heat or the Knicks? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I don't know how you could deny the fact that the Heat are better positioned to make a deep playoff run. If indeed Victor Oladipo is not out for the season, if he can come back even 90% and get into the playoffs with you, along with Jimmy, along with Bam, along with guys who were all part of that playoff run a year ago, all the way to the finals, to within two games of winning the NBA championship, yeah, the Knicks are a great story, but Tom Thibodeau, as we've seen, reputation for grounding down his players in an NBA season that's been the most great grinding that we've ever seen I don't trust Thibodeau I don't trust Julius Randle under the bright lights of the playoffs I don't trust this inexperienced Knicks roster to be able to get past the second round best case in the NBA playoffs and I would love the second round and are we talking about the Knicks with or without Zion 
I'm a little confused right now. <laughs> they can't get Zion yet. I, I don't know. I'm hearing a buzz, Kenny. There's a buzz about Zion. Who's better positioned? Who is going to make a deeper run in the playoffs, the Heat or the Knicks? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And here is Zion Williamson. This has Knicks fans so embarrassingly in a tizzy. This is Zion after the Pelicans took a loss over the weekend at Madison Square Garden to the Knicks. New York is the mecca of basketball. Uh, I love I love playing I love playing here. Uh, when I played here in college, and this is my first time playing here in the pros. And I mean, this this atmosphere, you know, whether they're cheering for you, whether they're booing for you, uh, it's amazing. Uh, yes, it is. Zion. <laughs> Honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, uh, I think this might be my favorite place to play outside of New Orleans. Come on, I can't on lie home. to you. I can't lie to you. Come on home. You people are pathetic. You Knicks fans are absolutely pathetic. Come on home, Every single time anyone says anything nice about New York and it suddenly turns into, come to the Knicks, come home, come home. Whether it's the number one pick, whether it's a free agent, whether it's some dude post-game saying he likes New York. Like, I like going to New York. I like the buildings. I like Broadway. I like shopping. I like the U.S. Open. I love it. The pizza? No, I definitely don't. But I like all the other things about New York. I'd like New York to visit. I'm not going to apply my trade there. I'm not going to go to an organization that loses over and over and over again, who is run by a complete maniac, who fights his (laughs) former superstars in the stands. I'm just not doing it. But Knicks fans, nobody grasps at any little speck of hope like you poor, poor people do who talk about how great you are. The Knicks, what a franchise. New York, the ultimate basketball city. The Mecca, Madison Square Garden. Big and Apple. as soon as one person, one person uh, ends up dangling a carrot in front of you, you just froth at the mouth and you drool and you say, come to us, come to us, like us, love us, play for us. You are pathetic. Can I ask you a real question, though? Sure. Like, for real. What number do you think he's going to wear? Because I have to get the jersey. Like the t-shirt jersey that I'm going to get because I, I don't, can't afford a jersey but like that. What number should you, I get it made? You totally are t-shirt jersey guy. You are jersey guy through and through. <laughs> that is not surprising at all. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, at least through the end of today. Not sure about tomorrow. 21 years of grooming sports executives of tomorrow they find jobs in the sports industry the uh, success stories are endless and it's all because there are already people teaching courses who are in the sports industry they are teaching first-hand knowledge not something they used to know not something from 30 years ago no modern day current in fact the fau mba sport management program currently in the works they are studying cryptocurrencies and nfts and all of the things that are affecting modern day sports business that you need to know that's the fau mba sport management program get yourself in it's how you get into sports fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program heat nicks who makes the longer run in the postseason he's coquel i'm ken lavica i'm live on espn 106.3 new york is the mecca of basketball